Welcome to the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. So on this episode of the podcast, I'd like to feature a conversation I recently recorded with my colleague, Mark Paolo Guzman. Mark Paolo leads our consortium recruitment efforts, and he and I recently sat down to talk a little bit more about the consortium, the consortium application process, and the community we have here at the Darden School of Business. So without further ado, this is my conversation with Mark Paolo Guzman. Mark Paolo, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. All right. So tell us a little bit more about who you are and what your role is here at the Darden School of Business. Yes. So I'm the Associate Director for Diversity Recruitment. Um, I have been here for the last year, um, but I've been at the University of Virginia for seven years, um, formerly um, in student affairs at the undergraduate side of things. Um, but here I work with the diversity pipelines um, that we um, focus on bringing into Darden Um Work heavily with underrepresented minorities and LGBTQ and sexual minorities as well. So, what brought you to the work that you do? I mean, why why are you so passionate about it? Yeah, um, I live for justice and equity, uh, and so um, I did that very heavily in the undergraduate side, uh, working with our um, minority communities and making sure that their voices are heard. Um, when I saw this opportunity pop up at Darden to focus on a smaller community and have a large impact. Um, I took it, um, and it's been beautiful watching um, a lot of our communities flourish and find a voice and find belonging, and that's kind of what I'm doing here. So one of the things that really resonated with me as I read your story, so uh, for those of you who are listening uh, to to this podcast, uh, Mark Paolo did a Q&A for the Discover Darden blog where he talked a little bit more about his own personal story. I think it'd be great to talk a little bit more about that because reading through your story, obviously there's a lot from your background that has really connected you to the work that yes. you do, do now. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I have a very interesting story starting from the very beginning. Um, I was born in Kuwait. Uh, my parents are both Filipino um, from the Philippines and uh, they both met in Kuwait um, in a very uh, multicultural area, um, Kuwait has a lot of um, people from the Middle East, obviously, but also from Asia, from Europe. Um, and so um, from the very beginning, we were already exposed to so much culture. Um, after the Gulf War, we moved to the Philippines. Um, I spent some time there. And then my dad went to the States to become a nurse um, in New York City. And we followed him there as well after uh, two years in the Philippines, and we lived in Queens, New York, where it was a very multicultural area, a lot of good food. Um, uh, and so I was exposed to so much culture at such a young age. By the age of five, I was living in three countries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I enjoyed my time in New York City, lived in New Jersey for a little bit, um, and just was exposed to so much diversity, um, diversity of thought, diversity of experience, that it really um, informed a lot of what I believe now um, and really helped me understand a world, a larger worldview. So I'm curious, Kuwait, the Philippines, the U.S., those are very different places. Do you, do you have memories of being in all of these places and sort of how they were similar or different or some of the changes mm-hmm. that you experienced? Yeah, there. Um, I was really young in, in, in Kuwait, so I, I, me- I remember visual memories, and that's it. Um, uh, but a lot of order and a lot of um, tradition and culture. Uh, the Philippines uh, was a very big fusion of American, Eastern, uh, Western cultures, but a lot of Eastern influence as well. Um, a lot of the colonialism kind of seeping in there. Um, but uh, when I got to the States, 
a lot of that um, learning of how to um, acclimate into American culture was had already been happening since a lot of American culture has been seeping into Filipino culture. So one of the populations you work closely with here at Darden are our consortium students and the students in our consortium cohort. Um, tell us just a little bit more about maybe some of our recent consortium cohorts. Uh, a lot of great, great students. Yeah. So um, the Consortium of Graduate Students in Management, um, just to give an introduction, uh, is a, a foundation that started in the 1960s in uh, Washington University in St. Louis to really focus on increasing the diversity of business school, particularly with African-American men. And that has expanded greatly um, since then. Um, and yeah, we've had some great cohorts uh, at Darden. Uh, we're really excited of the fact that the last two years has yielded the largest cohorts we've had in a while. Um, and across all consortium schools, all, con- all 20 consortium schools. Um, and they're very diverse with um, quote-unquote non-traditional backgrounds um, from different types of um, industries and experiences um, coming together um, to really create this tight-knit cohort of people who have like-minded values and a mission of diversity and inclusion. Yeah, one of the things that the students in the in the consortium cohort talk about is is just all the network that is available to them, both immediately here at Darden, but the broader consortium network. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, you have around sixty students, sixty seventy students here at Darden as your your cohort um, while you're here for your two years, but then you have twenty other member schools. Um, and that's around 500 in your class um, of students who identify with your mission um, for business. And so that's a lot of folks that really uh, you can connect with while you're here um, at Darden and while you're in the business world. Um, there's obviously a lot of alum um, who identify with the mission of consortium. Um, and so those who identify with consortium can also uh, take advantage of the consortium online portal um, which is an alumni career development um, website where you can find jobs just for consortium students. Uh, and there are um, a number of companies uh, who are focused on the consortium mission, who are partners of the consortium, um, that are looking to fill their ranks with um, really talented, multicultural, and diverse applicants. And so that's why they partner with us. So we're going to talk about, I mean, we have a number of partner organizations uh, that intersect with the work that you do. But uh, for our, our listeners who are curious about next steps with respect to the consortium, you know, where, where does someone go from here? If they've heard you say, ah, oh, sounds like an interesting organization. Yeah, I would say go online to CG, csgm.org to really look at the mission and vision of the consortium um, and really understand whether or not you meet the eligibility. Um, there are events that happen throughout the summer um, called MAPS events. They're MBA application preparation seminars. Um, they happen all across the country, and they often include all of the member schools uh, on a panel. Um, you meet alum of the different schools to learn more about the different programs. Uh, there are networking opportunities through there, and it's a really good place to really understand the nuances of each different school um, and to learn about the application process, which is very distinct and um, a lot of advantages to that. Yeah, you, do you want to talk a little bit more about some of the advantages to applying through the consortium or, or how that process works? Yeah, so I think a lot of the benefits really advantage the um, applicant in that you are able to apply kind of in a common app. 
um, mm-hmm. situation where you can up, apply up to six uh, six schools with one application and one application fee. Um, and there are tiered prices for depending on how many schools you apply to. Um, and you are able to use the same recommendations for all six schools um, and the same essay um, for application. And then each each school that you apply to has their own supplemental application um, where they're all separate essays that you can uh, apply through. And, you know, when you think about the, the sort of benefits beyond just, uh, you know, the common app and, and the fact that you can apply to six schools saves you some money, right, mm-hmm. on, on application fees. Um, you know, if someone gets into the process, you know, they're admitted. Are there other, other benefits? I mean, we talked a little bit about the network, but are there other things that come up? Yeah, so uh, immediately after being admitted and getting into the consortium, you're invited to orientation program, which is um, we call OP, um, and happens the June prior to the first year. Um, that's when all 20 member schools and all 500 consortium fellows come together. Um, this year it's going to be held in Houston, um, and we're going to be learning more about what it means to be in the MBA programs at your schools, um, but also learning about um, business in general and diversity within business. Um, we'll also be um, meeting a lot of our consortium um, for partners and employers who are looking to employ um, some of our students. Uh, some, some of them are looking for uh, interns and are looking to make offers that that summer, which is pretty interesting because people are um, already interviewing and practicing the recruiting process in June, way before classes begin in August, and that's a huge benefit. Um, and so I think that's something that uh, starts very early on, and the network and the um, bonding that happens early on is is such a great advantage to our students. Any tips you would want to share with uh, people who are thinking? I mean. You know, when we're sharing this, we're obviously a little bit before the the start of our, our 2020 cycle. Um, but any tips for folks who are thinking about applying through the consortium process? Yeah. I think it's important to really connect with the consortium students at each school um, to really understand the, the mission as it um, relates to that individual institution, um, but also to learn what the culture of consortium is like at their individual school. Um, and I think because... It can be impersonal when you apply to six different schools all with one application. It's important that you had visited or been to a networking session at your, at your city, um, about that school so you can be a bit more personable, um, and personal, um, on your application, um, about that individual school because it can be, again, very, um, impersonal with the, with the common application. So find some applicants or find some students through LinkedIn or on our websites and connect with them because they want to connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. And folks can schedule a conversation with you. Yes. <laughs> um, so we talked earlier that there are a, a number of partner organizations that intersect with the work that you do. Um, what are some other organizations you would want to highlight here? Yeah, we partner heavily with Management Leaders for Tomorrow or MLT, Jumpstart Advisory Board, Ramba, uh, Twigo, um, among many others. So um, I know Ramba, I mean, we've been talking about about that organization recently. They have an event every year. Students go. Uh, 
we did a post on our admitted student uh, blog earlier from Pride at Darden. They talked about how they help students get prepared uh, to go to uh, what seems to be sort of a networking conference and also with a career component to it. Do you want to talk a little bit more about Rombo? Yeah, Rombo is held every year, um, and it, it is short for Reaching Out for MBA, and it's uh, particularly for LGBTQ-identified students. Um, and they provide a lot of um, resources to help students find employment and internships, um, but also um, understand what it means to be a sexual and gender um, minority um, within the business school world, um, and what that what that looks like in 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 the workforce as well. One of the things um, that I always always wonder about, you know, so if, if I'm a prospective business school student, we talked about the value of the consortium. Um, so how does one investigate these organizations and think about getting involved with, say, MLT or, or Ramba? Um, you know, what, what's what are some good next steps for somebody? Yeah. Well, we do a good job of posting all the different partnerships we have online um, on our diversity portion of our website. Um, so I would be um, – I would – encourage everyone to check those out and see if you are eligible to um, partake in those um, opportunities uh, and then apply early uh, because a lot of those are rolling admissions um, and um, also plan out when you plan to do them because many of them overlap and might have competing priorities. So to really um, prioritize what you're looking for in the program, how it fits with your schedule um, and um, invest time and money into it. You know, one of the things that's nice here uh, about UVA, and you mentioned that you had worked previously at sort of the main main university in student affairs, and um, now you're here at Darden. Uh, but across the cross grounds, you have student self governance, and we have over 50 student organizations here at Darden. A number uh, of, of student clubs and organizations uh, for uh, underrepresented student populations. Um, I wonder how closely you work with with those clubs or how they might help you with the work that you do. Yeah. A lot of our um, students affiliate with affinity groups, um, and many of them actually join other affinity groups even though they don't identify with that community just because of that camaraderie that they gain and the the resources and support they get through that. Um, I work heavily with Zakia Pierre in Student Affairs who works – particularly with those affinity communities. Um, and a lot of my work is working with the um, VP of admissions and trying to figure out how we can um, use the students um, and have a uh, user help in, um, in talking with prospective students um, and uh, really understanding the needs of a prospective student. Um, and so I think they really connect with admissions, particularly during our admitted student days, as well as our showcases in the in the fall. So, to me, you know, you think about student self governance and the fact that students really do direct the extracurricular life of the school. Always seems like this is a place where people can really have an impact and and share their story with others. You think about the value of the case method and just how you learn. Um, how do you think about those things when you think about Darden UVA? Um, in terms of you know people being able to share their background and experience with their classmates, yeah, I love the the agency that our students have, um, and that's empowered through the student self governance model of the University of Virginia, um, and that really means that students have a say in a lot of what goes on in the programming that happens at Darden. Um, the things that happen during first coffee, um, the events that are happening throughout the week, they're all planned by students. And our staff and faculty are just there to, to be guiders um, and support. 
supporters and, and that. And that agency provides um, empowerment for students to really share their voice. Um, being a minority might be tough in the business school world. So I think being able to show your true colors and show your authenticity um, uh, really goes a, a long way uh, at, in business school. And so being able to have that um, power at Darden really means a lot to them, um, and it gives them a good practical experiences for the future. So what would you want a prospective student to know about Darden? Um, what What's important to you when you, th- when you speak with students? What, what do you highlight? Yeah, that's a good question. I think there'll be a lot of common threads. So when you ask people this question, um, and I don't want to overstate it, but community is a big part. And uh, I have been at the University of Virginia for seven years, and I already felt a really tight-knit vibe in the undergraduate side and didn't think you can get any tighter than that until I got to Darden. And I was very surprised at um, how they believe and truly live out community, um, particularly now when you're involved with smaller groups like the consortium makes a smaller school feel even smaller um, and the community feel even tighter, which is great. Um, and people are so genuine about um, their conversation points when they reach out to you in the morning and, and check in with you. And um, I think the one thing I heard from the students is the one thing they love about Darden is that it's really hard to fall through the cracks at Darden because everyone's just keeping an eye on you because they really care. So you have a lot of interest outside of the work that you do, oh. right? Um, so and I think people are always interested in knowing a little bit more about who our <laughs> admissions committee members are personally. Yeah. Um, so share with us a few of the things that you're passionate about. Sure. Well, uh, I love the University of Virginia basketball team, and so I'm at every game cheering them on. Um, outside of that, I also moonlight as the color guard instructor for the Cavalier Marching Band. Uh, and that's a very interesting part of my life um, uh, in which I help choreograph a lot of the routines that the color guard and the marching man do um, throughout the season. Uh, and I, I'm at band camp with them. I'm teaching stretches and teaching dance moves and making sure they all look good and um, are all in sync. Um, and that is about a 20-hour gig uh, during the busiest times of the year. And But I, I love doing it because it's a great connection point with the undergraduate side of, of of UVA and I love to go to football games and really cheer on our who's. Um, and so that's some of the, some of the things I do here outside of being in admissions. So we're big believers in the power of a, of a visit, right? So, um, what would you, you know, someone comes here to visit, what are a few things that you think that person should do, whether it's on grounds or in Charlottesville, what are a few things you'd want to highlight? Yeah. Well, I say a lot of the visit is taking place on the Darden grounds, um, but there's just so much more than that. There's uh, the undergrad side of the University of Virginia, um, and there's the larger Charlottesville uh, town. And so I would encourage folks to, to take a, a, a trip out into the mountains and experience um, a lot of our vineyards and our hiking opportunities. Um, check out Monticello. Um, check out the downtown mall. Um, we have a really good food scene, and I'm a huge foodie. So um, it's something that I like to highlight and share with potential um, students my favorite restaurants I like to go to. Um, and so there's so much to do. I often find that I have to pick between many different things every evening as to my social activities. And so take advantage of the things that happen both on grounds at Darden, but also the things that are happening in the community. 
Yeah, that is typically one of those things many of our prospective students are weighing to go to school in a big city, come to Charlottesville, which it's obviously, you know, it's a fairly you know, modest size, about 100,000 mm-hmm. people in the greater metro area, college town, but a little bit bigger than, than that might imply. Lots to do here. <laughs> um, so one last question. What's your best piece of, of application advice or, you know, prospective student advice that, that you would share? Yeah, I think the interactions that you have with both current and former students as well as admissions folks is, um, goes a long way. Um, and so I would encourage, uh, outside of the research you do online and the visits you make at a, um, at a reception is to really reach out to our students because they really want to get to know you and they really want to help you get here. And so um, I think that's um, a good way of making your answers on the essay seem more personal and more believable is if you've taken the time to visit us or to connect with a student to really understand what it means to be a Darden student. Well, Mark Paulo, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Uh, It's been great talking with you. Thanks for having me. And that was my conversation with Mark Paulo Guzman, a member of our admissions committee who leads our consortium recruitment efforts. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we are all ears. We can be reached at Darden at Virginia.edu. Until next time, thanks for listening.